0: We are reading from Mark, chapter 8, verse 34, through to chapter 9, verse 1. Mark, chapter 8, verse 34. So, from Mark, chapter 8, verse 34. Then he called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his father's glory with the holy angels. And he said to them, truly, I tell you, some of some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power.
1: Anna, thank you very much for reading uh, for us. Do keep that open. I'm just going to pop this up a little bit um, uh, and let me say, those of you who are Pathfinders, who have just are about to move up in, in September um, and are staying with us in the service today, it is so good to have you here. We're really excited about that. Those of us who are a bit older, uh, it is a brilliant thing to have those who are younger uh, with us uh, in the services, worshipping together uh, as a big church family. Uh, we're going to look at this part of Mark's Gospel today. Uh, Uh, And as we do it, as we've been going through Mark, let let me lead us in a prayer uh, as we come to look at these words. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for sending your Son into the world for us, and thank you uh, that we can read about him and hear his words in the Bible. Please help us uh, to listen to what he says, uh, and help us by your Spirit so that we might respond trusting him and loving him. Amen. Uh, Now, uh, when I was younger, uh, some of you will have been much better than me. I wasn't very good at football. I I used to dread it slightly, uh, playing football. And if you'd ever seen me in in my younger years on a football pitch, you would have seen me trying to stand as close to the edge as possible because my, my ambition was, if at all possible, to act like an observer in the game and just to watch the play that was going on. But from time to time a real tragedy would happen, the inevitable would happen, and the ball would pass to me. There'd be a look of panic on my friends' faces, a look of panic on mine, probably because I'd held the ball, and that wasn't (laughs) a good thing to do. And you know how it goes. You get the ball, the slight panic. What do I do with it now? I was trying to avoid it. And the reason for saying that, if you can have that kind of visual in your mind, Scott, I'm going to, how rude. Let me throw that back to you. As we've been going through Mark's gospel, Mark has been trying to help us see Who Jesus is uh, and what it means to follow him. He's been telling us that Jesus is God's son. And he has come into the world to rescue people. And Jesus has said, we've heard it many times, that we really need his forgiveness. And as we've traveled through Mark's gospel, in a sense kind of uh, following him, we've seen that Jesus is both uh, strong and concerned about all sorts of things. He has real power. And yet he's gentle and kind. He's really caring with people. He treats gently uh, those who are older and, and those who are younger. And he keeps offering his rescue even to people who other people, I guess you could say polite society, would think we're not good enough. Those who are on the outside, he keeps uh, offering it to them. But for all that, there's many people, often religious leaders, political leaders, who reject him. And even, do you remember we saw last week, even Peter, one of his closest disciples gets following Jesus all wrong. He, in a way, wants Jesus to follow him. Now, now in saying all that, as we've been going through it, part of the reason uh, for, for mentioning it is that it is possible, I guess we could get to um, this stage in Mark's gospel, and it's possible for us to stand a little bit like observers on the side of the pitch, as if we were just looking in on things. But Jesus won't let us do that. As we get to this part of Mark, it's it's a bit like he he passes the ball to us again. Jesus always wants to push us, always wants to press us. He says, when it it comes to me at some point, you're going to have to participate. You're going to have to respond. And that's what he does in in this part of Mark's gospel. If you've got it there in front of you, just uh, have a, a look at it with me. When it comes to verse 34 do you hear what jesus says it says this then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and he said whoever wants to be my disciple and it's a call to everyone there who's listening to him and it's also a call to everyone here these words are written for us to to hear this call If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, here's what you need to know. Verse 34, Jesus says, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me, says Jesus. And that doesn't sound very appealing. You know anything about the cross, which I imagine everyone does. It was a torturous way to die. It was designed to ruin someone in every possible way. And as a plan for progressing to the good life. If you've got an ambition for the good life, you don't expect Jesus, with what he says here, to get many likes, hearts, or retweets. This isn't the thing that would be flying off in social media that you would say, hashtag trending. It's pretty uncomfortable stuff. But that's the ball he's passed to us. If you want to be my disciple... You here, uh, this morning at Christ Church in Cambridge, whether you've been coming here for weeks or whether you just dropped in for the first time, this is what Jesus says. If you, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to fall in behind me, this is what it will mean. And Jesus explains why. Two, two big things. This is saying, look, here's the first one. Uh, this is saying, look, everyone's future, everyone's future is linked to Jesus. Your future, my future, the teachers at your school, the family you'll meet on holiday, everyone's future is linked to Jesus. Now, that is a bold claim, isn't it? To say absolutely everyone in the world, everyone you could ever meet, the future is linked to Jesus. But Jesus is saying something like this. Look, one day our lives will run out whatever else you've got. And also, one day, Jesus will be the only one handing out new life. That's what he's saying here. Verses 36 and 37, you can look at it in the Bible. Jesus says this, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? That word soul there, it could be soul or life. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And The answer to Jesus' question, it's not good if you lose your life and you can't give anything in exchange for it. Jesus is saying, when your life is gone, and one day it will be, when your life's gone, your life's gone. You can't take stuff with you. And you cannot buy another day back. Now some people, you know this, some people get amazing things in life. All all sorts of amazing things. The guy on the left, Elon Musk, Mr. Tesla. Some of you have got some of these little electric cars, haven't you? Uh, Last year, I think he was recorded as the richest man in the world, richest person in the world. He he was apparently worth $219 billion. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Imagine if you get all of that. Or if you look on the other side, this might interest you. That is a a life-size Star Wars X-Wing fighter made entirely out of Lego. If you're into Lego, that's not bad. And you might be looking at it and saying, "Oh, they look like specially manufactured big Lego bricks. No, every one of those big bricks is made out of a tiny little Lego brick. If you're into Lego, can you imagine getting that? Imagine how long it would take. That would be spectacular. Some people get amazing things. Imagine having all of that, but Jesus is saying, look, even if if you've got that, you've got this big Lego thing, it's amazing, it's all I've ever wanted. Or Even if you get the whole world, there will come a day when you can't take it with you and you can't buy another day. And if that's all you've got, then in the end you'll have nothing. But alongside that, he's also saying, look, one day Jesus will be giving out new life. In verse 35 in our reading, he talks about a way of living where in the end you'll lose your life and a way of living where in the end you'll save your life. Jesus is saying there's a way when this life's over where it will become the start of a new and real life. Verse 38 in our reading, it seems to parallel. Verse 35 explains a bit more you want to have a look see what he says he he talks about a day when he will come back not like a traveling preacher as he was then no he will be he will be pulsating with life and power and beauty Uh, verse 38 talks about in the glory of god the father surrounded by unimaginably holy angels and he's saying in terms of real life and power he has it He will have all of that. And if you want to get it, your relationship with him is the only thing that will count on that day. And Jesus says, if you are ashamed of him now, if you're ashamed of him now, if you live like you don't really want to know him, when you come to that day, he will be ashamed of you. And that's a very unsettling thing, isn't it? Can you imagine getting to that day in front of Jesus and he says to you, you've lived your life as if you've not really wanted to know me. And so as now as life comes to the end and I could be giving out new life, you will get what you've been living for. You won't know me in a good way. And the nothing you have on that day will be the nothing that you have forever. But also the implication and the reason Jesus is saying this, the implication is if you're not ashamed of him now, if you know him, you trust him, even as you have ups and downs, even if it's hard at times, if you, if you say, Jesus, I do want to know you, I want to trust you, On that day when he comes, then nothing you have will be filled up with his life and joy forever. Everyone's future, one way or another, is linked to Jesus. That's what he's saying to the crowds. That's what he's saying to us here. So everyone's life is is linked with Jesus. So here's the thing here's what Jesus is getting at. Here's the second big thing make sure you're following Jesus. Look, for all of us, all of us, we will face a last day. And I I suspect for all of us, our last day will feel like our worst day. But Jesus is saying here, it can be your best day. It can be the day when you meet him. And as you see his face, you realize he is pleased to see you. And you will be pleased to see him. And whatever you feel you've lost, that day will feel nothing but gain. So the question is, how how do you get from from a day of losing everything to a day of gaining everything? That's what verse 34 is about. This is what it will look like. This This is the way of life that reflects an attitude that you're trusting him. Verse 34, deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow Jesus. Jesus says, if you want real life on that day... You've got to come and follow me today. Now, some might ask, look, if I follow Jesus, if I follow him, how much of his life, uh, how much of my life does he want? I mean, does he want a quarter of it? Does he want half of it? How much does he want? And that's what he's answering here. When he says, look, if you want to be my disciple, take up your cross, he's saying he wants everything. In Jesus' day, if you were carrying a cross, your life hadn't ended, but it was over. Everything was going to be taken from you. And Jesus is saying, look, if you, if you want to be my disciple, he's saying to us, if, if any of us want to be his disciple, I'm going to take the whole of your life. And you're going to follow me. Even if it's costly, even if it's embarrassing at times, even if, it, even if there's suffering. But in the end, you won't lose your life. You will gain it. Let me try and illustrate this losing and gaining. Uh, when, our, when our boys were younger and they started to begin to understand about money, one of the questions they asked was, Daddy, who's got the most money? You are mummy. Who's got the most? And I think the reason they were asking is because they wanted to know who to stick in with in the end. And I used to answer them like this. Um, Since marrying mummy, I don't have any money anymore. <laughs> And I know why you're laughing, but not for the reason you think. I was at a wedding on Saturday. You've been to weddings before, I'm sure. You know that bit in the vows where the groom and the bride take it in turns to say, all that I am, I give to you. And all that I have, I share with you. And you understand what's happening when a couple say that, whether they realize it or not, because they're caught up in all the excitement of the wedding day. They're making big promises. But what they're saying, and it will begin to hit home, In the days and weeks that come, what they're saying is they're giving everything away. You are losing everything at that point. From that point on, they can't say anything is just mine anymore. Nothing you can say that about. If you're thinking of getting married, be careful. It'll mean you lose everything. You're going to lose everything at that day you get married. You're losing it all. All your money, it goes. You can't say it's just yours anymore. And as you begin to think about that, you, you think back to yourself in other ways. What, what, what do you hope? That, and this is what Jesus is saying. If you want to be my disciple, you've got to give me everything. You think, what do you want to get out of life? So you can think about all sorts of different things. Academic Achievement, you, you think about that academic achievement, you understand what Jesus is saying. This belongs to Jesus. Put your stamp on it. It's sporting success. Maybe that's the thing that you're really after. That's the thing you're going for in life. This is what I want to get out of life. But here's what this is saying this belongs to Jesus as well. Maybe it's romance. That's the thing that you're, you're really after. This is saying, look, this belongs to Jesus as well. Maybe it's friendship. That's the thing you're really after. Even this. Mark's telling us here what Jesus is saying. This belongs to Jesus as well. It all belongs to uh, The Dutch theologian, Abraham Kuiper said, uh, said this. Um, in the total expanse of human life, there is not a single square inch of which Christ, who is sovereign, does not declare, that is mine. He claims it all. All belongs to him. He's asking a lot, isn't he? When he says, take up your cross, follow me. I don't know if you noticed as we read this passage, it it is a little bit of a strange thing. When Jesus says, take up your cross, if you've not twigged this before, that is the first time the cross has been mentioned in Mark's gospel. Jesus has talked about himself dying, but he's never mentioned himself going to the cross. The first time he mentions the cross is when he's talking about disciples. Strange, isn't it? And I wonder if the disciples, when they heard it, if they thought, he is saying, if we follow him, we've got to give our lives away to him. Even if it means suffering, or it's embarrassing, or it's worse. He's asking a bit much. But I wonder if later, after Jesus had died and risen, after they'd seen him go to the cross, I wonder if they had a moment when they realized, of course Jesus can ask for that. Because he's given all of that and more. That bit in the wedding service, when the couple say, all that I am, I give to you. They're losing everything. They cannot say, anything is just mine anymore. And yet, at exactly the same time, they're gaining everything. And they can say, everything is mine with the one I love. It's all mine. I've given it all away, and I've gained it all. How does following Jesus this way get you from a day of losing everything to a day of gaining everything, it is because our little taking up the cross to follow Him gets caught up in His big taking up the cross to save us. When Jesus Christ took up the cross, it was to pay the price for all the things that we do wrong. On that day, He was ruined on the cross. So on a day to come, you can be restored. On that day, he was treated as guilty on the cross so that on a day to come, you can be free. So if you really start to follow Jesus, you begin to feel these two things. You begin to feel about your life. I cannot say anything is just mine anymore. My approach to education, to romance, to friendship, even to Lego, I can't say that is just mine anymore. I've given it all to him. Have you realized that? If you're following Jesus, it it all has got to belong to him. You've got to give it all to him. But also your guilt and your sin. He has taken that and he's made a way to forgive it. And yet, at the same time, you'll look to Jesus and know everything is mine in him. His forgiveness, his life, his future, they are all mine now not because of anything I've done, but because of him. There is a cost now. Jesus came into the, a world that was hostile to God, and if I'm really linked to him, then some of his experiences, they'll become my experiences as well. That's why it's hard sometimes being a Christian. It, it could be hard, but Jesus says it's worth it. And look, one final thing. How can I know if I really am following Jesus. I mean, he's, he's not here physically, and I, I don't have an actual cross that I'm picking up. Very briefly, just as we finish, come and have a look at verse 38 again. Do you, do you see what Jesus says here? In chapter 8, verse 38, he, he puts it like this. If, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words... It's interesting he makes that link, isn't it? And you you understand what Jesus is getting at, that's the key. We're not just to follow our own ideas about Jesus, Jesus as I like to think about him. We're to follow this Jesus, the Jesus who says all these things in the Bible. If you want to know how to deny yourself and follow him, you say to Jesus, please help me stop having myself in charge and help me to let your word be the thing that determines how I think about everything else. Help me to trust you that way. Amen. Uh, the musicians are going to come back up. In a moment, we're going to have, we're going to close our time with uh, just. Uh, two songs of praise. But let's, let's have a moment where we can pray ourselves quietly and talk to this Jesus who calls us to follow him. Oh, Lord Jesus, we've seen in lots of ways in Mark's gospel how it's, as it, at times, it's really difficult to listen to you. We, we find it hard. And that can be true at this passage, but please would you help us to listen. It, it feels a hard thing. You tell us we've got to give our lives wholly to you. It's like we've got to give everything away. And yet you graciously and kindly want to persuade us that in doing that, we gain Everything. And we gain more than the whole world. We gain you, yourself, as our Savior, our best friend. Please would you help us, whether we're very young, uh, maybe new Christians, or whether we're older and been Christians for a long time. Help us not to be ashamed of what you say, to deny ourselves, and to follow you, knowing that it's the way to real life. Amen. I, uh, we call this little series Table Talk, just before we sing. Um, I, you, they're not very profound questions, but just as you're chatting over lunch or later with family or friends, it'd be a good question to ask, isn't it? It's quite personal. Have you been aiming to follow Jesus like this? And what have you found challenging? And what have you found encouraging? It'd be good to talk with one another about that and encourage and pray for one another, knowing that about our whole lives, this belongs to Jesus. Uh, our last two songs of praise point us in the direction that will really help us with this. One talks about the cross in all its wonder and the other says uh, about Jesus himself, be thou my vision. So as the music begins, let's stand and sing together.